0: podcasts from the cat voices and sounds from crew and
1: nantwich today we're talking to a recruitment specialist with 23 years experience in the sector and who is now the joint ceo of his own company absolute solutions group limited was launched in 2003 And is now a a well-established business boasting four branches in Cheshire and managing up to a 1,000 temporary employees at peak times. In the studio today, we're really pleased to welcome Dan Marshall. Dan, welcome to Business Brunch. Hi. Uh, Dan, you you had been in recruitment for about two years when you decided to launch uh, Absolute Solutions Group. So share with us why you find recruitment such an interesting sector. And give us an indication of what's involved when when setting up a new recruitment company.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 the variety of the job. I was in a direct sales job before I got into recruitment, and you know, really enjoyed sales. But making call after call can be really repetitive, and you know, getting knockbacks can can sort of drive you down. But recruitment gives you something different. You know, no two days are the same. You could be dealing with clients, candidates, and colleagues all in the same day. You know, it's a it's still a sales job at the end of the day, but whether you're selling your services to a client or selling a job to a candidate, it's still sales. But because you're dealing with so many people from different walks of life every day, you don't get the chance to get bored of it.
1: And give us an overview of what's involved. When, when you decided to start your business, what's involved in all the planning in regard to setting up a new recruitment company?
0: I think setting up any company takes takes a, a good degree of courage. Uh, that was first and foremost. Uh, it was a difficult decision. We were already my wife and I were already working in recruitment, and setting up by ourselves was a big sort of leap of faith. I guess, yeah, you know, there was a lot to think about. We we did start with a, a group of investors in the early days, and we had some level of advice and guidance from them. But we'd never set up a company before, and you know, we had to think about the the operational aspects of the recruitment industry for the first time. You know, where were the clients gonna come from, how we'd market the company to candidates, and how we could make such a, you know, a difference in a crowded marketplace
1: and obviously business systems pay a large part in fact they're a building block of a, of a new company is is that something that you had um, input with did you get help with that, creating those
0: yeah i mean the majority of the uh, the things that we needed were sort of it based you know sort of crm systems and what have you so you know we had a, a an it company that we worked with at the time i think you know maybe we went a bit bit overkill on the the systems we introduced initially we didn't need what we what we actually uh implemented. Implemented in the in the first place, um, we had this all singing, all dancing CRM system that integrated you know sales, advertising, marketing, candidate database, client database, and all the rest of it. We didn't actually need all that much, but it was a it was a good starting block. It you know we used the aspects of it that we needed and ignored the ones that we didn't.
1: And did you have a business mentor? So I suppose it's something that is taken for granted these days, but um, we're going back twenty odd years, so. Or did you do it on the back of your own experience?
0: It was a little of both. As I say, we had a, a group of investors um, at the, in the early days um, and they'd been in business for, for many years. And so they, they knew the business side of it. Uh, we knew the recruitment side of it. You know, we knew how to be great recruiters, but we didn't have the business knowledge. And that's, that's sort of what they, uh, what they provided. But we also worked with uh, South Cheshire Chamber as well, um, who, who were invaluable at the start, you know, in terms of introductions, but also in terms of sort of the, the general setup of the company.
1: And, and just going back to your love of, of recruitment and the fact that you're dealing with not, not only uh, a customer that um, you're finding a, an employee for, or t- albeit temporarily maybe in some cases, but you're dealing with the employee and you've got to marry them both together. It's clearly, is that a difficult process or is it something you find relatively easy now?
0: I think the process itself, in terms of matching candidates and clients, that's, that's after so many years, that's the easy part. I think the uh, the difficulty comes, you know, with that dual stakeholder aspect. The fact that when we're advertising, um, you know, who are we advertising to? Are we advertising to clients or are we advertising to candidates? So you have to have sort of a, a differentiation. It's a very sort of unique business model having that that sort of dual stakeholder um, situation. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is difficult um, finding the right people for the right companies. But they're, they're always out there, you know, we've had situations just recently where you know, a client said to us, can't believe, you know, we've been looking for months and months for this particular person, it was actually uh, an industrial sewing machinist with specialist skills, um, and he said "You found the, the needle in the haystack um, and it was all done within 24, 48 hours. I guess that comes from practice over the years, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's something you develop.
1: Now, your your company, Absolute Solutions Group, was incorporated in two thousand and three, and you now have four offices. So, talk us through the the development of the company and uh, what has happened this year to give the company an ambitious growth plan. Well,
0: we started in two thousand and three with Absolute Recruitment. Um, you know, it was an industrial recruitment agency that was mine and Jessica's background, um, and you know we. We were one, I think, of about seven agencies in in crew at the time. Um, you know, there's dozens and dozens now, um, but it was it was you know it was a tough start. We had to we had to make a lot of noise in a crowded marketplace. But yeah, you know, we uh, we we managed to uh, managed to do it. Uh, managed to grow quite quickly in the first uh, first couple of years. In 2009, uh, we actually acquired Braylin Recruitment in Winsford. Uh, which was, you know, long established, had been running about 10 years at the time. Um, Owner-managed c- company, very much sort of a, a lifestyle business, um, but they were set up originally to deal with two major clients on Winsford Industrial Estate, and we'd actually worked with Braylin uh, as a second-tier supplier, supplying into one of those clients. Um, we then acquired Metabank Associates in Nantwich, uh, which was one of the region's oldest Agencies. Uh, they were established in 1985. They were a commercial agency, so we were starting to venture into uh, into commercial recruitment rather than just sort of industrial and technical. And then in 2003, we established Absolute Health and Care, uh, which is a specialist healthcare recruiter, um, supplying into uh, private care establishments, healthcare assistants, support workers, and you know nursing staff. Uh, but Things have sort of you know over the years we've 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 grown organically, uh, but about two years ago I was invited um, by the director of one of the recruitment magazines uh, to a football match down at Wembley, um, and I was introduced to uh, to to a guy there called Shingo, who uh, Shingo was worked for a Japanese company, the Bnex U-Machine Group. Uh, a few years prior to me meeting Shingo, uh, Bnex had actually acquired um a national recruiter gap personnel um and me and Shingo got on very well um you know and it, it sort of organically developed that you know this conversation opened up with gap personnel um and in january this year after two years of sort of toing and throwing in negotiations we actually uh became a strategic partner company of of gaps we as part of a, a share acquisition deal they actually part own uh, the group now Um it's it's worked really well for us it's uh, it's given us you know uh, additional buying power um being part of a larger group uh, it's given us access to you know some some significant improvements in technology uh, it gives us support on larger contracts that we can tender for and you know if if we need the support and you know it's given us the ability to to operate nationwide as well
1: Dan, the the group has four specialist areas of recruitment covering a variety of different customer needs. So tell us more about these services uh, that you deliver to your customers. So we deal with
0: four main sectors, uh, the industrial sector, uh, commercial, technical and healthcare. So with the industrial sector, it can be anything from sort of, you know, uh, packing in a warehouse or it could be logistics uh, or operations directors uh, on the technical side anything from sort of assembly operatives up to senior engineers uh, in the commercial sector anything office based um, or or sort of you know even sort of field sales accountancy finance um, any position on that side we, uh, we can deal with right from sort of entry level admin positions right up to, to board level and our health care team provides nurses, healthcare care assistance and support staff to care homes across the region. We like to think we offer more than just a standard recruitment service. We look at the issues that clients are experiencing and try and find innovative ways to solve their problems. You know, it might just be a standard recruitment service uh, where we literally just find the people they are looking for. but. If they're dealing in sort of niche sectors, it may require designing bespoke campaigns, creating social media presence for the client, or even developing videos and media campaigns, showcasing the client's company and highlighting why people would particularly want to work with them. You know, there's too many recruit- recruitment companies that are just order takers, sort of filling staff bookings that are called into the office, but clients expect a lot more than that these days. It's, it's about providing valuable services. That's not just effective, but also cost-effective.
1: So you uh, you obviously have a lot of specialist knowledge about marrying staff with the right company. Do you also have to have the knowledge um, of the the sector they're going into? Do you make it your business to know about those sectors?
0: Not necessarily, but you know you have to do your research on the company that you're working with. You have to know what they do. What areas they operate in. You don't necessarily need to have, you know, JavaScript knowledge to uh, to recruit a, a good developer um, for an IT company, but you need to know what JavaScript is. Um, you, know, it, you don't have to know every single intricate detail, but yeah, some, some level of knowledge about the industry is, is definitely, uh, definitely an advantage.
1: Now as you've already alluded to, Dan, recruitment is a, a very competitive sector. So share with us what makes you sufficiently different to your competitors and and how you ensure that you continue to grow your market share.
0: When we were looking at setting up the company, Jessica and I um, wanted to stand out. We wanted to, to be different to the other recruiters in the area. Um, from minute one, we had the opinion that we should be working as much for our candidates as we do for our clients. Uh, yeah, we've got a strap line for the company. It's all about people. And that's not just a, a snappy marketing gimmick. It's our culture. It's ingrained in everyone who joins the company, whether they, it's consultants, managers, admin, finance, anyone who comes into the uh, company, realizes that every person we come into contact with, whether it's a client, a job seeker, or you know our colleagues, has to be treated with respect and honesty. You know, it, it sounds like a sort of lovely and flowery way of work but it's common sense you know if people feel that they're treated well that they're valued you know not just another number on a list or a way to make money if they really feel that you're working with them in their best interests your working relationship is going to be better you'll end up with a more loyal effective client or member of staff it's you know to us it's it's just common sense it's a better way to work for everyone
1: and once you've placed, um, placed an employee, I mean, you're t- talking quite large numbers, aren't we? So uh, a lot of people to keep track of. Do you maintain a level of contact with your customer then to make sure that they're fitting in? And is there anything you can do might further help that that marrying together?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all it's all about communication. You know, each consultant within the company, regardless of the company they work with, they'll have their own set of clients that they deal with they will stay in contact with the client check whether the people have placed have working out well whether there's any issues whether there's any skills gaps that we can address you know whether there's any further training needs um it's it, communication is key stay in touch with your clients and they our consultants speak to their clients every day multiple times um you know depending on what the client wants some clients do just like to take the people in and manage the whole process themselves we find there's a far Greater degree of success and far greater longevity, if we're continually talking to the candidates, if we're continually talking to the to the clients, um, you know, it tends to tends to work out well. You get most clients will be ideally looking to take people on permanently, maybe after a, a, a temporary hiring period. There's quite often issues along the way. It could be you know a culture clash. It could be a clash with a particular manager uh, and a member of staff. We can work with that candidate and with the company to make sure that those those bumps in the road are smoothed out and you know make sure that the, the client stands the best chance of having a successful temporary to permanent period for that that worker and have them taken on permanently at the end of uh, the end of their trial period
1: uh, and it must be it must feel great for both parties as well that because um, obviously as an employee you want to progress you want to be valued and uh, the company obviously wants the right person for the for the job
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we place a lot of uh, candidates in permanent roles as well. Um, So it's not just working through that that temp to perm period that that is important. When you're placing a permanent candidate, obviously, they're the employee of the client straight away. And, you know, it would be very easy to brush your hands, take your fee and walk away. Uh, But if you carry on speaking to that, to the candidate who's been placed, you know, again, you can identify any issues. We obviously, we operate a sort of scale, of rebate, so a client will pay us a fee. But if that uh, candidate leaves within the first three months, we'll have to rebate some of that fee. So it's in our interest to, to make sure that the placement's successful, to make sure that the candidate is happy in what they're doing. Uh, and again, to identify any, uh, any sort of shortfalls in, in skills, gaps in training uh, that the candidate might benefit from that will increase their chances of staying in that, in that role permanently
1: podcasts from the cat Uh, now down at peak times you could be managing up to a thousand or more temporary employees so share with us how you fulfill their needs your customers needs uh, and whether this has affected the manner in which you manage your own staff
0: yeah at at peak times in the office it can get really busy uh, but that's when our teams really come into their own know it it can be stressful at times and sometimes involves really early mornings if if they're having to check in staff on site or very late nights to make sure they've got the staff that their clients need for the following day but i think that's probably where the excitement of the job takes over and carries you through as i say recruitment is it's no two days are the same and when when you're busy you're on fire you know it's 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 exciting it's um you get the satisfaction of a job well done at the end of the day Yeah, you've got to be prepared to put the hard work in when a client's asking for sort of 40 additional staff every single week. But provided you put that effort in, the rewards and the satisfaction make it all worthwhile.
1: Now, obviously, um, you're looking after other people's staff all the time. Is, Is that something that affects the way you manage your staff or have you got your own particular style? I think,
0: you know, we have our own style within within the company. Um, you know, yes, we're managing uh, the temporary staff, and to a degree, we're working in conjunction with the clients' managers to uh, to do that. Uh, you know, we'll have dedicated uh, consultants for each contract, as I said before. But you know, you have to work with the client to make sure that 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 um, process is running smoothly as far as they're concerned. Uh, with the staff within the office, yeah, I mean we. We've got a very inclusive company. You know, the uh, the guys all work very well together. They work very closely, even across the different companies. You know, sharing ideas, sharing knowledge, even sort of you know sharing client and candidates. Um, you know, just making sure that we're maximising every opportunity for for those candidates. You know, th- there may be a, a position in one company that they've applied for. It might not be the best one for them, so we can we can uh, transfer them over to the other company and find them a position that way. But as for managing the staff internally, you know, Jess and I have an open door policy. We're, we're very much sort of hands on in uh, our day to day work. You know, we're, we're still there um, filling bookings ourselves on some days, but our doors are always open for the for the staff to come in, sit down. Whether it's something personal they want to speak about or, or something they're struggling with with work, um, you know, or... If there's a a question I've got about about the best way to manage a situation uh, with a client, you know, Jess and I, I hate to say it, but we've got we're too long in the tooth. Uh, You know, we've been doing this for a lot of years, so there's very few situations that we haven't come across. Um, That said, we're learning every day. We we still admit we're learning every day. But if we can use the knowledge that we've accrued over the last 20 plus years, uh, then, you know, if that helps the consultants in, in their day-to-day management of their clients, then, you know, that's that's the way we'll do it.
1: And in recent years, the, the job pool has shrunk and um, companies have struggled in some cases to, to fill positions. Are you having that problem?
0: Do you know, over the last two years, that has been a major issue. You know, it, there's been no uh, no secret that it's uh, for recruitment agencies there was a massive candidate shortage The situation is improving now i don't think situations like uh you know the whole brexit deal i don't think that helped us at all because you know there was there was hundreds of thousands of people returning to their home countries that otherwise we would have relied on um for for sort of busy periods um so yeah it it has been an issue as i say it's easing off now um you know we're getting more um more candidates in through the door but that said the jobs market in the uk there are so many unfilled vacancies at the moment that candidates very much have their choice of, of positions uh, you know there's a lot of certainly on the industrial side there's a lot of positions paying at or close to the minimum wage uh, which you know as we all know has, has steadily crept up each year uh, but with so many positions candidates quite often know that they can walk out of a job and straight into another job the following day uh, so you know we we work with our clients to to sort of enhance what they're offering now whether that be i don't know even free breakfasts or you know free meals in the canteen or you know other work benefits we try and make sure that it's not just you know the job the salary that candidates want to stay for it's the whole environment it's yeah. the 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 whole holistic experience of working in this particular place that keeps them there if they're treated well you know this is this is why we have our, our ethos it's all about people you know we ask our clients to adopt that and you know the vast majority see the sense in it and yeah they know if they treat people well people are going to stay with them if they cre- create an environment where people want to work People will carry on working there and they don't face this issue of the candidate shortages. People They create an environment where people want to come and work.
1: Yeah. OK, uh, Dan, Absolute Solutions Group has been recognised as one of the three best recruitment agencies in the area for five years running. Uh, and this year you've been awarded a gold accreditation ranking the company uh, in the top 4% worldwide for its overall Uh, CSR and ESG sustainability efforts. Now, for the uninitiated, that is corporate social responsibility and environment, social and governance. So uh, it's a terrific achievement. So talk us through the awards and tell us why they're important to you and the rest of the team.
0: Oh, they are important. They reflect the effort that our managers, consultants, admin, finance staff, everyone puts in to make the companies good companies to work for. Yeah, to be voted one of the best three in the area when there's so many recruitment companies to choose from, it shows we're doing something right. Yeah, there's a lot of companies out there who don't necessarily treat the staff well and who, who might all be about the bottom line, but you can be successful and do it in the right way. The gold award, the ecovardis award, uh, that's just brilliant. You know, it's, it's taken a lot of work. Um, has taken up several months of my life um, compiling all the information necessary to to get that award we were actually awarded silver um, accreditation in 2019 twenty twenty and twenty one uh, but this has been the first time we've actually tipped over into that gold level accreditation like you say yeah it ranks us in the top four percent worldwide for our efforts and it's it's you know it's just reward for the effort that's that's gone into it um it's it's sort of mind blowing that 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 we've ranked that highly but not only that we actually ranked in the top one percent worldwide for our stance and our achievements um in ethical business practice um which knocked me off my off my chair when i uh when i'm I, sure w- it did yeah, a yeah hell was, of an
1: achievement
0: well there's uh, Ecovardis assess over four hundred thousand companies worldwide so you know to rank in the top one percent of that it's it's you know it was just amazing
1: It it is and um Uh, clearly like you say you're you're doing more than just enough right you're getting it more or less all right
0: well hopefully hopefully uh you know and and we do get good feedback from our clients you know um we've we've got a good reputation in the area for 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 working ethically and sort of a look at sort of our, our reviews online uh will tell you that but you know it's it's something that we're rightly proud of i guess
1: Uh, Now, Dan, you're you're heavily involved with the local community, supporting schools, charities uh, and uh, sports clubs to name but a few. So tell us more about who you support and why you feel it's important for the business sector to get involved and support the local community.
0: Well, ultimately, you know, it's it's the local community that uh, that have helped us to, to build up our company. You know, it's support from from local people uh, in the areas that our offices are based in. So, in, in sort of you know the Crew area and Winsford, that it's it's because of the people in those areas that, that we actually exist. Uh, I mean that literally. You know, if yeah, you know, we're a people business. If uh, if we weren't working with uh, with people, if we weren't creating opportunities for people that, you know, actually benefit them, they wouldn't be coming to us. But, you know, it, it, I think it's of it's paramount importance. That, you know, we're, we're looking after the people that look after us. You know, we work with a number of different charities, a number of different social initiatives, um, you know, national charities as well, uh, even international charities. You know, we worked with uh, Swoosh. Uh, which is uh, Stand with Ukraine St. Helens. Uh, one of our, uh, one of the husbands of our, uh, one of our managers is chairman of the Steve Prescott Foundation um, who has worked closely with Swoosh uh, to get aid delivered over to uh, to Ukraine. But more locally, we deal with uh, a number of different charities, uh, Chance Changing Lives in Crew, absolutely fantastic charity. Um, they work, you know, they rely entirely on donations for, for the public. Uh, they operate a, a community pantry where members can join up Uh, for three pounds a week Um, and they you know for that three pounds a week they will gain all the shopping that they need I think it's up to 15 pounds worth of shopping that they can get for their three pounds a week Um, but all the food donations uh, come from local companies you know local businesses Um, they're an absolutely you know fantastic organization Uh, but we work with the local schools as well Um, coming out of the pandemic uh, one that comes to mind was uh, Vine Tree Primary School, um, who, you know, they wanted their kids to, to, as they came back in school, they're obviously going to be nervous coming back in a total change of what they were used to, uh, you know, having been housebound for the last, you know, x amount of months, and so, uh, so they asked local companies to, to chip in to donate uh, money to buy teddy bears for every single child. And uh, I remember when it went out in the press, the picture of all the uh, of 200 teddy bears all lined up in the assembly hall waiting for their kids to come in. And it was something for the kids to focus on. So they you know sort of eased them back in into the uh, into the school environment. Um, we work with Brian Lee's Academy as well. We've uh, we've been assisting uh, them at their uh, sixth form uh, jobs fairs and Assisting them with sort of you know sixth form pupils with the transition from education into into work, you know things like interview training, writing CVs, um, you know even even presenting, you know what it's like to work in our industry. Hopefully down the down the line we'll uh, we'll pull through a few good consultants from that one. Uh, but we deal with Prostate Cancer UK as well. My my father passed away. Um, about a decade ago, from prostate cancer, um, so it's, it's something that's very close to me. But we've staged fundraisers, uh, one in conjunction with uh, with, with our clients, a, a few years ago. Bowie Distribution actually uh, joined in on a fundraiser in uh, twenty thirteen for us, which raised a good amount of money for for prostate cancer. Um, yeah, so so as I say, I think it's 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 important that you give something back to the people that that have. You know, helped you succeed,
1: and long may it continue because uh, the volunteer aspect of ev- any community is hugely important. If you took all the volunteers out of uh, out of the equation, it would leave a huge gap.
0: Absolutely, it? yeah.
1: Now, Dan, Absolute Solutions Group is uh, is on a crest of a wave, and its uh, its success is a tribute to to good financial management and sound business decisions. So. Tell us what you've got planned for the future.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. There's been some uh, some not so sound business decisions that we've learned from over the years, but yeah, uh, you know, you're right. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a promising outlook for us at the moment, but I think there's, <laughs> there's almost enough in the present to think about without even focusing on the future. But that said, we've got some uh, growth plans in place in conjunction with a number of clients yeah we we try and be as responsive as we can to our clients and as a result they tend to include us in in things like planning meetings to ensure that they've got the necessary resources to support their own growth plans um, at the moment we've got several clients who are about to embark on some ambitious expansions uh, we're all the way we're there all the way with them to ensure that their plans are successful you know it might mean opening new offices in other areas of the country or establishing offices within our client sites you know we just we just want to make sure that staffing their site is the least of their concerns but that's the the backbone of our uh, our growth over the next uh, next few years.
1: Fantastic Uh, and I hope it all comes uh, to fruition for you Dan it's been a real pleasure learning more about the recruitment sector and uh, and how you've developed a successful business over the last um, 20 or so years if any of our listeners would like to contact you please tell them how they can find more information about absolute solutions group limited yeah absolutely
0: you can uh, you can visit our website www.absol-group.com or you can contact the uh, the office on 01270 44 5599 or email us at info at absol-group.com dan thank you so much for coming on the cat today thanks for having me on podcasts from the cat voices and sounds from crew and nantwich